Welcome back to another episode of Checking In. As always, I am super excited to have in studio today Sean Talbot with Sean Talbot Photography. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for agreeing to come in. So, uh, again, as always, I'm most interested in the, the, the journey to where you are. Uh, can you share with us, or if you would share with us, um, your origin story, or where you're from, uh, what your parents did, what growing up was like. I know that's a big ask. Yeah, no, for sure. So I'm actually, if you can believe it or not, I am fourth generation Kelowna resident. Uh, so, I mean, what, that's going back to what, the Stuarts, the Casorsos, the, uh, all those sorts of names. So, um, yeah, my, my great grandparents were Kelowna residents and, um, and uh, so I, of course, was born and raised here, uh, went to KSS and all that sort of stuff. And, and uh, f just as a little kid, became really interested in film and photography and uh, spent all of my money that I earned on, you know, mowing lawns and delivering newspapers uh, on film and developing. And so I uh, went, uh, you know, through high school, did photography and then went off to uh, college and, and uh, did photography there and, and uh, just developed my portfolio. And, you know, here we are. I, okay, so first off, did not know you were fourth generation, hmm. did not know uh, that you are a hometown growing yeah. boy from from uh, Kelowna, so that's way cool. There aren't many of us left, right? No, there is not. Yeah, yeah. There is not. So, okay, KSS, uh, what, did your, what did your parents do? So my dad was a high school teacher, okay. and uh, my mom was a realtor. And, uh, and and going back to then, like late 90s, uh, there wasn't a ton of opportunity in Kelowna, uh, certainly not as a photographer and, and definitely not in the no. film industry. Um, so I went to Vancouver and I, I moved there for five years and, uh, you know, I worked for ad agencies and different things like that, uh, shooting and went to school. Uh, but Kelowna really started in that time to develop and become its own, you know, bigger city. And, uh, and so suddenly I was, I was actually getting more work in Kelowna than I was in Vancouver. And so I was driving the Coquihalla two, three times a week, coming back here for jobs, living in Vancouver. And eventually I just said enough of this and, and uh, Kelowna has been my home ever since. So. That's so fascinating. You are so incredible at your at your <laughs> trade. You are Oh, thanks. You are so talented in the work that you do. Well, that's very generous. Thank you. So, Sean, I think um the industry's in interesting. Similar to my industry is there aren't barriers to entry. So, and I'm going to be a little bit facetious. I think now there's a lot of people that go and buy a camera mm -hmm. at London Drugs or even their iPhones sure. yeah. and they're all of a sudden a photographer. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Uh, it's certainly a lot easier than it was when I started. Uh, in different ways though. So when I started, of course, it was all on film. Uh, so that naturally created a, a higher barrier to entry. It was more expensive. It was more difficult to do. Um, but uh, there's also more competition now. So um, because, you know, it's, it's easy to access a, a relatively good camera for a low price, um, there are a lot of people doing it, as you said. And so um, it, 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 it's harder to kind of get a foot in the door. But, um, you know, as, as they say, you know, a cream rises to the top. So there's there, although there's a larger pool of photographers, um, I feel like it, it's sort of 
the same that it was in the 90s. If, if you're good at it and you dedicate yourself to it and you're professional and you're friendly to work with and people like working with you, then um, all of the, you know, sort of um, entry level photographers that are coming in don't tend to impact the business too, too much. Um, and, 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 and everybody has a different niche, right? There's weddings and families and babies, uh, and then there's commercial side. Uh, I'm certainly on the commercial side, always have been. Uh, and then within that, you've got all kinds of other niches. You've got food and, and architecture and, and, uh, uh, you know, name it, uh, all kinds of different genres of photography. Um, so I, I've found the, the further along I get in my career, the more I pigeonhole myself, um, mm. funny enough, the more business I get. Um, because you become known for that thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You become the photographer in, in that accommodations. It, or in... Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've really started to focus, especially through COVID. Uh, I've kind of honed down what exactly I want to do, and that's hotels, resorts, and architecture. Mm -hmm. uh, I do quite a bit of drone work stuff uh, mm -hmm. still, but um, th those are really what I've found after 24 years of photography that I love the most, you know. Um, in my 20s, I shot a lot of boats. Uh, I had an opportunity to shoot for Campion Boats, and that sort of became Harbourcraft and Walker Bay and all these boat companies. You know, in my 20s, it was great. So out cool. on fast boats, shooting models in bikinis, and, you know. Life's good. Life's good. But then, <laughs> you know, you get a little older, and, and, uh, and, and your sort of priorities change, and, and your style and your interest in, in subjects changes. So, yeah. So, um, the... I'm... I'm probably not going to ask this question right, but the the craftsmanship or the um, the art of is it uh, the person and their eye and what they see, or is it the tools uh, and the equipment? Is it one thing? Is it many things? Is it lighting? Is it uh, positioning or setup sure what's yeah. your superpower <laughs> superpower it's huh? uh, an interesting question it's something that i think about a bit is um why, why is it that people hire me over other photographers say um i would you know it's easy to sort of say it's it's hard work or it's talent or it's whatever those things but i think at the end of the day uh most of my business almost 90 percent, comes from referral so i suspect that a lot of it has to do with relationships, with being easy to work with, with being, I tend to try to have fun on set. Uh, and uh, and, and, I, and I, when I tell a client I'm going to deliver it on a certain day and a certain time, they can expect that that will happen. So um, yeah, certainly the camera has plays a part in it, the lenses play a part, all the technical aspects of it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it, you know, it's so much more than that. There's, it's, Yes, I'm a photographer, but I'm also a business owner, and and you've got to manage the business. You're writing proposals and doing invoicing and dealing with clients and relationships and that sort of thing. So, it's very multifaceted, and I feel like a lot of photographers. I might be wrong, but I feel like a lot of photographers are very exceptionally creative individuals, and they come with a lot of artistry and that sort of thing, but maybe don't have the business side of it, and and so they they struggle on that end. Um, I, I think having that balance is super helpful to a, a starting photographer. One of the courses that I took at uh, Langara College was um, the business of photography, and I had a great instructor mm. who really got down. And a lot of people are are afraid to to give a, a price or to send an invoice or this sort of thing. And, and so it was really 
uh, he instilled on in us a, a real understanding that if you don't, if you don't run your photography business as a business, uh, you won't last very long. Um, so th that's been a core component. That's interesting, and I and I want to unpack that one a little bit more because I think so many businesses, uh, regardless of the sector, of the industry, when people when people are starting out in business, they have a tough time valuing mm -hmm. their skill set or their service or their offering and they do themselves a disservice for a great period of time yes. before they have that aha moment yeah. so the the fact that you uh, were taught and brought in unapologetically mm -hmm. uh, honoring the value of what you offered and and that differentiation probably yeah. Well, and that's also, of course, an evolution. You know, when I first started, so uh, uh, there's a statistic and I'm going to mess it up, but mm -hmm. it, and it's old, too. This is probably going back a decade. But at the time, and I, I, I think in a way it holds true, even though the numbers probably aren't correct. At the time, I think it was 70 percent of photographers make under 30,000 a year and 5 percent make over 100,000 a year. Again, those numbers are old, but um, I was in that 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 former bracket of under thirty thousand dollars a year for eight years, my first yeah. eight years of my career. So it's a real struggle to kind of get over that hurdle. But then once you do, and you've developed some trust and some relationships, and bigger companies are, are willing to to use you, then suddenly you kind of take that leap. So again, it was eight years for me, but I made a mistake early in my career. Maybe it's not a mistake, but. I would value my work very low to get the work, uh, but then the problem becomes later on when those yeah. clients come back to you and say, "Hey, can you can you do this shoot for me?" But you've now evolved to the next stage in your career, and you provide them with a quote. They go, "Whoa, that's crazy!" The and then you're done. Uh, yeah. So it, it it's got to be a sort of a gradual progression. Yeah, that's fascinating, and the. Um, I, I find that piece interesting, the eight years, I almost call it paying your dues. Like yeah. you're, it's a, it's a another uh, amount of time that you're, you're in learning, in education, in schooling. And it's, it's the, the real world schooling. Definitely. Where you're learning to, to value the, the offering. I want to know uh, the coolest shoot you've ever done. Oh my goodness. That you... There have been a lot. I mean, so this is year 24 for me. So I've had okay. an opportunity to shoot some incredible things. Um, you know, I think some of the most exciting certainly were back in the boat days, you know, when I was shooting for Campion or Vector power boats. Um, back in those days, drones weren't a thing. And so you're, you're chasing a, a, a boat down the cigar, big giant cigar boat, 50 feet off the water, hanging out of a helicopter, standing on the skid, you know. Um, just just before COVID, so what been about February 2020, mm -hmm. January 2020, um, I got hired to go to New York and do a photo shoot for a hotel resort there, and it was the biggest photo shoot I'd ever done. Uh, and you know they had multiple models and hair and makeup and wardrobe and set and all this sort of stuff, probably a crew of 30 people. And here's this photographer from Kelowna who they've flown in to do this photo shoot, and the whole time I'm thinking doing here like total imposter syndrome and we did this shoot and it was just it was the most amazing experience um being a part of something like that so i i miss that uh of course it's starting to come back now that uh you know we're getting through covid but mm -hmm. um yeah mm -hmm. those are exciting uh are are there any words of wisdom 
you can share with, and again, I close my eyes and I picture that grade 10, grade 11 KSS student that just loves photography. Uh, are there any tips uh, or recommendations you can give to someone that yeah. thinks they want to be in this space? I, I often get emails from, from students and, and people who want to be professional photographers and I, I will always reply and so <clears throat> um, I'm happy to answer any questions like that. Um, there are kind of two, two routes that people tend to go. It's either you go the school route and, and, and you learn that way or you take a camera and, and you sort of learn on your own. I think a hybrid of the two is, is really good. Um, you sort of, especially like a course like a advanced lighting or a business mm -hmm. of photography. Those are the kinds of things you want to learn from somebody else. The technical. Yeah. yeah. But as for shooting, get out there, get, uh, take the camera, shoot as much as you can, get your friends together sort of have an idea of what type of photography you want to do um, and you know try different genres but in a way sort of pigeonhole yourself down to what you want to do and then develop your portfolio in that mm. get a website build up your image bank and then and then take that to um, start with people that you know shoot for them and and just kind of work your way up don't be afraid to ask for referrals mm -hmm. um, when you do shoot for a client say hey if, if you know anybody else who could use my services and you're happy with what i delivered i, I would really appreciate you passing my name along mm -hmm. yeah what has um sites like getty or iStock or any of those um uh stock photography sites done if anything um in the getting of business like has, has there been challenges where that gets in the way i think that there's a lot of fear around stock in the beginning mm -hmm. uh you know when, once they started mm -hmm. to become quite popular um but stock photography is very obvious as you so know obvious. You, you can look at it and you know yeah. um and so it's become less and less popular mm -hmm. um so much of my work is in architecture and so I'm shooting original buildings for the architect, yeah. the developer, the builder, whomever. And so obviously stock doesn't apply. But, um, you know, with lifestyle photography for real estate developments, um, you know, you see it on the hoarding, the, the happy couple walking through the field. Um, yes, certainly that ha had an impact on that end of the business. But I think designers and marketing agencies have become a little bit more savvy and sophisticated and they want to tie those images into the location that the real estate's actually happening in mm -hmm. um, if you see that happy family frolicking through the sunflower field and there are no hills in the background it's clearly not Kelowna palm trees yeah mm. palm trees yeah. I wonder <laughs> yeah so it, it, it it's hard for companies to find the perfect stock image that kind of matches what they're doing so I haven't actually noticed a huge impact from stock and I selfishly state uh, there's huge value in proper content mm -hmm. writing. There's huge value in storyboarding for video. And there's huge value in consideration of that shot list and that perfect shot. Yep. And I think I think not doing that that harder or possibly a bit more expensive work is at the detriment of the of the end product definitely yeah no for sure mm -hmm. for sure yeah no and i mean look you know look at this we've got such an incredible abundance of locations and 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 looks seasons. and the seasons that you yeah. name it so um it would be a real shame to miss out on that in a place like Kelowna. so 24 years in doing this yeah. uh 
What's the next 10 years look like? <laughs> I really, really want to push more and more the hotels and resorts thing. Um, it's an opportunity for me to travel. Um, I love staying in hotels. Uh, I love I love what architectural photography brings for me. Um, the, I joke that it's the photography of inanimate objects, which I love. Um, uh, yeah, no, it, it gives me an opportunity to be, kind of be a perfectionist. And um, I just, it's a slower pace. I'm getting older. I feel like, you know, I want to like just keep it calm and chill. So... No, I love it. So continue to really niche into that uh, hotel and resort. Yeah. And again, building the portfolio and allowing your last shoot or your next shoot to really springboard into, exactly. into the type of work that you want. So exactly. picky. You're being picky. Uh, I am. I'm, 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 I'm lucky and thankful that I'm at a point in my career where I'm probably saying no more than I'm saying yes if it's not a fit. If it, if it doesn't offer anything for my portfolio development, then I'm probably not going to take it. Uh, and um, th there's a one of my instructors in uh, photography school left something with me that I, I remember all the time is you're only as good as the worst thing in your portfolio. So I'm constantly auditing and revising my portfolio and, and just trying to uh, directed in a way that targets exactly who I want to shoot for. Was there ever a time in the 24 years that you wanted to surrender and go do something else? Every day. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Uh, uh, no, I, I, so I often joke to my lighting assistant, um, I should have just been a barista at Starbucks. I mean, not that there's, you know, it's just, it would have been, you know, you've got your, fun, amazing. Yeah, you've got yeah. your 5 a.m. to your 3 p.m. and you're done for the day and you don't yeah. have to think about work afterwards, but it's all consuming. You go home, I'm usually at the computer, uh, either editing or doing up a quote or something like that until one in the morning, get back at it at seven o'clock in the morning. It's just, it's a constant seven days a week. So yeah, I, I get tired. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I'm, I'm just, I'm saying no more than I'm saying yes. And reducing the quantity of shoots is increasing the quality of the shoots. Hmm. Yeah. That's fascinating. So, so I, I do want to, I, I do want to ask a question and I, I hope it doesn't, uh, imply something that goes against maybe the, uh, the sentiment of, of society now, because that's not my intention. But I'm, I'm curious, you said something uh, around being in front of the computer late at night, you're working late, you're up early, you're doing, uh, could be a generational thing. Mm -hmm. uh, although I do think I'm a tad bit older than you are. Um, the, the years in business, we probably work just as hard or longer mm -hmm. and harder than we did even when we started. It's just different. Sure. So we're seeing a lot in, in social media posts around this oh, work-life balance. Right. Uh, do you think, and again, I'm, 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 I know I'm putting you on the spot. Do you think you can be an elite sought after, uh, desired successful photographer um working once in a while uh, absolutely 
Really? I think, yeah. I think there's a glorification okay. of, of the culture of busy, right? I know okay. we've talked about this before. That everybody, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. But if you take a deep breath and you slow down and you think a little bit more, a little bit more carefully about what exactly you want to do and what your end goal is, um, you know, there's that analogy of filling the jar with the, with the giant marbles and then the grains of sand and then the dust, you know, pick the big things that you really want to do and focus on that. Um, so... Uh, I would say that, yes, that, that there are photographers, and I can think of a few examples, hmm. who might do a shoot a week or a shoot a month, but they do it really, really well. They're completely dedicated to it. They have a team of like four assistants who come in and they charge 10,000 US dollars per photograph. So there's that. But, but you know, they've, they've reached a level where um, the clients that are hiring them only want the very best and total dedication. Um, so, it, you know, they've got clients that are that are willing to pay for it, so. And I, I think that probably comes after you've built the portfolio or the reputation. I think Definitely. you get to that, again, timeline, uh, not specifically nailed down that after four years this happens or five years or eight years. Yeah. But I do think there is a time period where you have to uh, put in your time, do your work, prove, prove uh, who and what you are in your skill set, and then you can become to be selective and maybe work less and be more um, honed in on the. Definitely, yeah, and and work. I think you hit the nail on the head. And it's not just portfolio or reputation; it's got to be a, a both, a combination of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Sean, thank you so, so much for coming into the studio and sharing. Thanks so much for having me. I want to interview you. I, <laughs> I hear I so many amazing things about you in the community, of, of uh, all sorts of stuff. So I, I would love to interview you sometime. I get a chance to chat with Jim, but I want to chat with you. Let's do it. We'll do it. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you.